Welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is Mom Owned and Operated. I am Rita Suzanne, and today I have my guest, Jessica, with me. Jessica, please tell everyone a little bit about you, your family, and, of course, your business. Oh, thank you so much, Rita. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Jessica, and I own a virtual assistant business called Jessica Hamlin Services. I do have a very new two-year-old. His birthday is on Valentine's Day. Um, so I have a very new two-year-old, and he's the only one that I have currently. Um, I think I think he might be the only one that I have because <laughs> it's been, as a new mom, I think uh, it's been a lot. Um, but yeah, so one little guy and um, I'm originally from upstate New York. I live in Philadelphia right now. I work with clients all over um, the country and one client outside of the country. So I am um, pretty dynamic with who I like to, to work with. Um, and I started my business almost two years ago. It was um, in June of 2022 that I started. And, um, it's just kind of funny because, um, like I said, I didn't wake up to, to say like, I'm going to be a virtual assistant today. Um, it was a little bit, I was a little bit backed into a corner. I was, I was in a place of desperation and then I found virtual assisting. Um, so just a, a tiny bit about my background. Um, my degree is actually in marine science and biology. So I went to school for the ocean and conservation and, you know, sustainability and all of that kind of stuff. That was where my heart was. So I spent um, 10 years as the director of education for a large private aquarium. Um, so I was really involved in, I was high level management, leadership, training, onboarding, you know, budgeting, all the things. And then fast forward to when I started my business and I was like, you know, and I think a lot of people, I feel like have this thought, but like, what skills do I have? Like, what does a virtual assistant even do? Like, I'm just a mom. Um, and when I really started to play it back, like everything that I did for 10 plus years, I was like, oh, this was made for me. Um, and, and I feel like sometimes, you know, at least the people that I've come in contact with when I, when I talk to them about virtual assisting, they're like, I have no skills. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. Yeah. I think um, I remember when I was still working in corporate and I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And this was, I want to say before I had kids and I found this um, ebook and it was called um, the bootstrap VA. And it was the most comprehensive book on becoming your own, you know, becoming a VA. And the more I read into it, the more I was like, okay, um, but my, you know, I was like more technically, you know, driven and stuff like that. And so, um, but I always thought like, that's a great starter business yeah. to get into um, because there's so many different types of VAs and, you know, like what type of VA are you? Like, what do you do? 
Yeah. So I, I mostly specialize in email marketing and social media. Those are the two, um, the two biggest ones. Um, I also dabble a bit in copywriting and ghostwriting. Um, I am a crazy, crazy organized person. So I, I laugh and I say like, I'm such a left-brained mama and I resonate with all the other left-brained mamas because I just, I have to be organized. So that lends itself very well um, to a lot of like project management setup, a lot of systems set up. I do that as well, but I kind of stick to those couple. Since you, okay. So I have always been a huge active campaign lover, but I have since switched, um, which is surprising because I have been recommending active campaign forever. However, and I am a current active campaign lover. <laughs> but they they have they increased their prices so much. I was like, you are crazy. Um, yeah. You know, so there's that. But so I was going to ask you, what is your favorite email marketing platform? And so is it Active Campaign? It it is Active Campaign. Yeah, I have used a couple of different ones, um, but I just find that you know, especially when I was a beginner. I mean, now I'm a little bit more experienced, but as a beginner, I felt like Active Campaign was very, very user friendly. And, you know, people that kind of say like, I've, I've never done email marketing, like I have no idea. It literally walks you through it. And, and of course, nowadays, like there's tutorials for everything. So I feel like, you know, even if you don't know something, you just kind of Google it, you chat GPT it, and you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I think that that way I remember everybody was going, um, well, not everybody, a lot of people were pushing convert kit a long time ago. And I kept mm -hmm. on still sticking with active campaign is my favorite because it is easier to customize. And mm -hmm. I felt like the segmentation was really good, easy to create forms and integrate um, super, super simply. I Absolutely. started, yeah, when I started with selling my like digital products and stuff, I actually, this is why I switched. I switched from um, Active Campaign over to MailPoet because it integrates mm. on the back end of WooCommerce, which is what I use to sell mm. my products. And I liked that it integrated so seamlessly that I didn't have to do like any like zaps or any other type right. of add-ons in order to make them, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can still do tagging. I mean, I, what I loved about active campaign was obviously the tagging and all of the um, more complex funnels that you could create. I still feel like I could create that. Now I feel like a lot of other platforms are starting to catch up to those, you know, the offerings of them. Um, but just active campaigns price point was um, starting to be outrageous. Yeah, it is. I agree with that. <laughs> Yeah. I, and I remember, you know, other people like with Entreport and have you worked with Entreport or um, Infusionsoft or Keep is what it's called now? I haven't. No, they're very complex. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. So when you're when you, I, and I'm harping on email marketing and stuff. So are you um, are you like creating funnels for your clients? Or are you just um, kind of setting up the forms and things like that for them? So I'm doing a couple of different things. Um, one of my clients is an influencer. So we are setting up a lot of 
um, a lot of funnels, a lot of automations, a lot of forms, um, just really trying to really trying to grow her, her email list because we haven't, um, she hadn't really been sending anything out before we started working together and we've really ramped that up. Um, so mostly that. I love that because then it gives you yeah. more experience and, you know, things that you can use to, to continue yeah, to grow. And, be- and because she hadn't really used it too, too much before we started working together, we're able to really test, test, test things together and just see like, cause we didn't yeah. know what worked, you know, before anyway. So it's really a blessing to start at that point with someone because yeah. you kind of have that autonomy to be like, let's try this. Let's see if it works. If it doesn't work, we pivot. Um, so that's been really great. So because you're kind of newer and in your business, have you pivoted at all? Like, have you started? Because what I see happening a lot of times is when people first start, they kind of stay, they they have this idea, I'm going to focus on this, I'm going to do this thing. And then, you know, as time goes on, they're like, you know, I hate that thing. I don't want to ever do that again. <laughs> have you seen any pivots? <sighs> Honestly, I I haven't um, because in the beginning when I decided to start, I I kind of told myself like really don't waste your time offering things that you don't enjoy doing. You know, like I I kind of that internal monologue was like this is your chance to do exactly what you want to do. So take it and offer the things that you want to do. So I really haven't had to to pivot too much. Um, And one of the things that I always say like, it's an unpopular opinion, but I never niched down, which is what they do tell a lot of VAs to do. And in some cases, I find it to be totally beneficial if you're, you know, you want to only work with wedding photographers, or you want to only work as a medical VA, like, go for it. For me personally, I really enjoy working with different types of people. It doesn't bother me to uh, to pivot as far as industry goes. So I really like learning about all the different industries. So like one of my clients is a, she was a fashion designer and now she owns a kid's uh, sewing studio and she's teaching, she's promoting confidence and sewing skills and, and stuff like that. I find that to be so, you know, inspiring. One of my other clients, like I said, is an influencer and like a business growth strategist and a real estate agent. Like it totally varies. But for me, it keeps me like on it, keeps me going. So I would say, uh, for me, that's the way to go. Well, I think that, um, you know, maybe you're not niching down to like the specific person, but you're niching down to the specific offers, which is a little bit, you know, different, which is a different strategy. And I think, you know, that that's completely possible. The only thing that I would say as someone who's like, you know, obsessed with branding is that, (laughs) um, you know, just having your target audience in mind is really super beneficial because it helps you to write um, easier. It helps you to create products easier. But like I said, focused in on your product or service offer as your target point, right? Yeah. Versus the particular industry, then I think that that that's easy to write for as well. And maybe a lot of people don't think that that's, you know, the same thing, right? Because they think like, I need to have this person in mind um, to write. And um, obviously, I think that that's one of the hardest things to do. Like, we're, we're so 
we're so lucky because now we have AI that helps us write things, right? Or yeah. it helps you it helps you get to a point faster. I don't yeah. like to we eat. say I was gonna say we say take it. I always tell my students, take it 80% of the way, 70, 80% of the way, and then you fill in that last percentage. So it's right. never gonna take you a hundred percent of the way if you want it to, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think that, that, you know, AI is great. I just don't think that, I think that some people rely on it too heavily. I like to use it just for outlines and, and basic stuff like that. But when you start, yeah. um, you know, totally relying on it, then it, it just will. And you, you can, can tell, it. like you can, you can tell it's no secret. Like, yeah, so, yeah. you're like, you know, this doesn't even sound like a human. Um, yeah. Um, and now, and now I did quickly want to say, so that of course, um, the way that I like haven't niched down that's for the client side of my business. So the coaching side of my business, I have absolutely niched down and that is right. I'm talking to moms. I'm talking to moms that feel stay at home moms that right now aren't making their own funds and want to be contributing to their family. I want to talk to single moms. I want to talk to, you know, and we can get into it, but moms that were in a similar situation that I was in. Um, those are really the the people I'm trying to, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk to now because I want them to know that there's an option, but. <laughs> so, you, so you're doing some, uh, you have like a group coaching program or some type of group offer. Tell us about that. Yeah. So right now I'm just doing one-to-one um, -one coaching. So it's three months of one-to-one -one coaching. I help you set up your business from the ground up, You know everything from making sure that you're getting legal, registering with your state, um, making sure that you have the proper software in place and guiding you to not have to pay for that software when you start because... Uh, a little bit of market research and people are saying, you know, like, well, it's too expensive to start and I can't start a business, you know, and I'm like, literally, almost none of the programs I used when I started were paid versions. They were all free versions. They can get you right. Like they can yeah. get you so far. Don't let them make you think that you have to pay for all these things because you don't. Um, so I kind of walk them through that. We go through, um, this kind of step-by-step -step of like your social media optimization, making sure that your content is planned, you know, trying to figure out who you're really talking to and what you really want to offer. So we kind of do it all to begin with. We pack it in and then we start looking for clients. And um, so far we've been, you know, I've been really successful with my students. I've been able to find clients. So it's wonderful. Um, we do a lot of mindset work also because, you know, speaking personally from when i started it was very like impostery you know like how do, i'm a virtual assistant because why like because who said <laughs> and so we kind of go through the mindset work of like you know you're a virtual assistant because you said i am a virtual assistant and this is what i'm offering and this is my business and um kind of getting through those imposter syndrome roadblocks we talk about services and pricing we craft a really great offer um, so that's one of the options. We have a three month coaching. I also have like a really quick kind of seven day coaching. So if you're mm -hmm. like, I don't need the mindset work, I don't need any of this other stuff. I just want to get it set up and do it. We can do that also. And sneak peek, my boot camp will be opening um, 
in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be a, a two week program where people get, you know, one-on-one time with me, they get daily videos, daily worksheets, um, daily support. Yeah, that is awesome. I, yeah. love that. I love that you have, you know, almost, I would say kind of immediately pivoted from not just offering being a service provider, but also to educating and kind of helping other moms and, you know, um, inspiring and empowering them and helping them to know that, you know, they also can do this because I think that um, oftentimes we get, like you said, stuck in our heads a little bit too much. So since you mentioned it a little bit, let's talk about what kind of prompted you to start, you know, to start your business. Yeah. So um, through COVID sort of was a, a little bit of a tumultuous time. Um, just to give you a little bit of, I say tumultuous time, like it was that way for everybody. But um, to give you a little bit of background, I, I never thought that I could get pregnant. I had had a surgery some years back. Um there were some other factors that really were leading me to believe that I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant. So during COVID, um, my partner and I had decided we're going to move out to Portland, Oregon, and we're going to start a food truck and we're going to have this cool, like boho hippie life. Well, four days before we were set to leave, I found out I was pregnant and it changed the entire dynamic of everything. Hindsight, we should not have still moved, but we did still move. And um, so during that time, my relationship and honestly, my mental health just went downhill. I wasn't prepared to be a mom. I never thought I was going to be a mom. Um, Now I was across the country from my family. And so anyway, all this to say, my relationship really suffered. Um, We ended up coming back to the East Coast. And in May of 2022, I had a a dispute with my partner. So it was a physical altercation. um, And I'm going to start to get emotional. Um, I never thought that I would be in that situation. So at the time, I had a three-month-old. And a a particular moment that I remember is my partner saying, you know, holding the baby and saying, I'm taking him. And... I'm I'm leaving. And my mama bear, you know, kicked in and I was like, first of all, not that you can do this to me, you know, physically, I'm not going to let that happen again, but also I'm not letting you leave with my child. And I think a lot of moms, you know, that that mama bear would would come up in that situation. But anywho, um I made him leave and you know, it was a very scary time for me because now I had this three month old and I did have a W2 position that was remote. I was making $16 an hour. Mm. Um, And prior to that, I want to mention that because I had never had a child before, I didn't realize that sort of what they say is true about when you're looking for jobs and you're pregnant. Mm. I encountered quite a bit, which it blew my mind, quite a bit of people saying, well, are you going to be able to fulfill this role? Like maybe you should call us after you have the baby. And I was like, you can't even legally say that, but okay. You know, Mm -hmm. and it happened a couple of times. So, you know, fast forward to, to May when this all went down and I was like, nobody's going to hire me. Now I'm a single mom with a three month old. I have to work from home because I can't afford childcare. I'm making $16 an hour. I was 
spinning. Um, yeah, that's how I can put it. I was spinning and, and I was like, and what, you, what and am I you were do? alone, right? And like I was alone. And emotional, I'm sure, just very much oh. like going through it. And now I'm like, I brought this child into this world and I can't even support him. What mm. the F am I going to do? You know, so I started immediately. I like jumped into action. I started immediately. What can I do from home? What jobs can I do from home? I have to be able to support my son and myself. And I came across virtual assisting, um, which was so strange because... Through a Google search or whatever? <laughs> through through a Google search. And then also one of the women that I had worked with previously in a corporate nine to five setting, she started her business, her mm. online business. She was an online bookkeeper and she grew this amazing business. Um, so funnily enough, she, I because it was COVID and I didn't do like a baby shower, I did like a virtual thing. And she sent me something off the list. I hadn't talked to her in years. And so it sparked a conversation and we started talking about what she had been doing. And she told me that she worked, you know, uh, with uh, one of the girls from the Free Mama movement. And it kind of got me thinking like, what, okay, what can I be doing now? So from the time I decided to do it to the time that I was looking for clients was like, seven days. I was like, okay. get your, I still have the original note in my phone of like what I need to do to be a virtual assistant. And I was like, okay, Google, Microsoft yeah. office. <laughs> I need this. I need that. And I just made a list of the things that I needed and just bam, bam, bam. Everything started falling into place. I signed my first client in June of 2022, uh, towards the end of June with a July start date. So it took me less than 30 days to find my first client. And then after that, it was just like, get your confidence up. You can do this. You are a virtual assistant. And well, you already and had your client. So yeah, exactly. confidence pretty quickly. I'm sure. Yes, it did. And you know, all that to, to say it was just such a blessing. Like it, it came out of this place of of desperation and like, what am I going to do? And it blossomed into this beautiful business that now I'm like, you know, that's the goal, right? Is to tell other moms that are sitting at home on social media or they're scrolling at the end of the night and they're saying like, I need more, I need something, a way to bring in money or, you know, to be really, to be really frank, like I ended up not wanting to be financially dependent on anyone, you know, like I, at that point I was really nervous. Like, well, what would happen if, you know, the next person left or something happened? Like I have to be able to stand on my own and coming from, um, coming from the high level management and, and stuff that I had been in before, I would like really get onto myself about like, you, you've done, you've supported yourself before you've done this before, like, don't get freaked out. And, um, you know, so that was really the, the the driving force and and what I'm trying to help other moms with. <laughs> I love that because it, it was because of other moms that you actually got into mm -hmm. starting your own thing. And that to me is like the one of the questions I used to ask all the time, like in the previous seasons, was if another mom came to you and said, I want to start my own business, what would be your advice? And I feel like you kind of lived that because this other mom, she pumped you up and she told you like, mm -hmm. listen, you could do this. And, you know, just out of 
her pep talk and your desperation and need to be independent yeah. and, you know, take care of your son. Um, you just took action. And I think that that's the most important part is really knowing, like, if I take action, I don't even know what the end goal is, right? Yeah. Like, I don't even know the destination. I just know I need to do put one foot in front of the other and yeah. just go. And take, I think that that's take messy, take messy action, you know, right. so that you don't, you don't take no action at all. Take messy action. It's fine. Like it's, if you do it wrong the first time, it's fine. But doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah, I um, think that oftentimes, especially when you come from a corporate environment, um, we are kind of um, made to think like things have to be perfect. At least I used to think that everything mm-hmm. had to be perfect. And so I know that I was stuck in a pattern of perfectionism. And I see a lot of uh, women being like that when they start their own businesses, that and also not establishing boundaries uh, quick enough. And but I feel like once you start doing things, then you become more confident. And that's when the boundaries start kicking in. Because you're at a point where it's like, okay, yeah, I can't, I can't do this for it. And X, X is not happening again. Yeah, no, I fully resonate with that. That was something uh, that was an obstacle that I had to get past in the beginning because you are so desperate to get those clients and keep them happy because now you're making money. And, you know, so it was, I was giving away a little too much of myself, like being available all the time, like trying to turn around projects in a ridiculous amount of time. Like I was just trying to be on and you're right. It didn't take very long before my confidence was there. And I was like, hold on, (laughs) hold on. You don't, you don't get a hundred percent of my time. You don't get a hundred percent of me, you know, in the times that we're not, um, you know, after hours or on the weekends or something, I am very clear about my boundaries now because you know, the, the flip side of that is that's the whole reason that this is so attractive to, to moms and stuff is you can do it on your own time. There is a flexible schedule. You don't have to be available 24 seven. Um, and so really living by that, you know, or rather not living by that in the beginning felt like kind of a fraud, you know, and I was like, you have to enforce your boundaries. (laughs) Yeah, I remember um, saying before, before I started doing, um, you know, because I started out doing web design and branding together. And then um, I remember saying, because I was so burnt out that I had given up one boss and then had 15 bosses. And, um, you know, I had set my, and I had set my business up incorrectly. So instead of my life, you know, my business revolving around my life, it was the other way around. My life was really revolving around my business. And I was stuck in this pattern for a very, very long time. And I regret it. And that's another reason why I I continuously am trying to help other women, you know, not make these mistakes, because, you know, it really held me back. And And I say I regret it, because I have picture, you know, how well, you, you don't know yet, but when kids get in like kindergarten and stuff like that, and I'm sure you've seen it where they, the teacher will ask the kid to like fill out this paper and like, what's your mom's favorite thing to do, especially for like Mother's Day and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My kids would literally always say that my favorite thing to do was to work or be on my phone. 
and they would, draw, they would draw pictures of me with my laptop on my lap or my phone in my hand. And the thing about it is I don't even know why my phone would be in my hand because I had taken off email off of my phone after the first year was even finished because I couldn't, um, I was, it was too, I was too reactive, you know, cause in, in corporate you're kind of taught to have your email open all the time and be responsive when someone is emailing you. But then when you're doing this, you need to not be so responsive and available, right? Cause you, you will yeah. never get anything done. Um, no, yeah, it's so, definitely, um, it's definitely hard to unlearn that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I just keep, I just keep mine closed and I probably only check it like once or twice a day at this point. Um, and I'm the same way with, um, social media. I keep all of my notifications mm-hmm. off. And so oftentimes I will, um, miss posts or somebody will text me and be like, Hey, I just tagged you in this, go check it out. <laughs> That's like the only way I'll know <laughs> to go. Yeah. Um, So speaking of how you got your first client, I would love to know how you were able to get a client so quickly, because I think that oftentimes people feel like that's probably the hardest step is getting the clients consistently. So in the beginning, um, I I did spend a lot of time on social media. Um, All of my clients have been found through Facebook groups and through LinkedIn. Um, So I really haven't done, you know, I I hate to say I haven't done a lot of like searches for clients, but really if you're, if you're active in social media on your choice of platforms, so I wouldn't suggest being on all the platforms because then it really is going to eat up a lot of your time, but choose your top, you know, two platforms and Facebook groups are an incredible way to make those connections. And, you know, and not even in a place of looking for clients. Like I don't think that new VAs should go into it with that expectation, but you're really just wanting to create relationships. Like you're wanting to, you know, engage with a couple new people a day, like follow people that are doing what you're doing, but they're 10 steps ahead of you and learn from them. Um, and really just be active in it, you know, because no one's gonna, no one's gonna know if you don't tell them. And I feel like that's one of the, you know, the biggest things in the beginning too, that, that we have to kind of get past is like announce your business on your own Facebook page, telling your friends and family, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. And if you know anyone, please send them my way. Like that feels really scary, but the amount of people that, that, you know, personal friends that shared my posts and were liking it and we're getting it out there and we're tagging people really allowed me to get myself out in that space. Um, so my, my biggest, you know, form of finding clients is definitely Facebook groups and choosing, you you know, I'm sorry. I'm just choosing like a couple of them that you like to be in. Don't choose like 10 or 15 because it gets very overwhelming. Um, but choosing a couple that, that work for you, like wherever you think your client, your potential client's going to hang out, be there. (laughs) Exactly. I think that that's, you know, that's really important. And I did, I used to do the same thing with a Facebook group. So I would be very active in there responding to questions that people would ask. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I never really got traction from, Hey, I need a web designer and everybody like literally 10,000 people are replying me, 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 me. 
Um, and the same thing, I'm sure whenever somebody says I need a VA. And so I think that really showcasing your knowledge by answering questions mm -hmm. is the better way to engage in a Facebook group. Right. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And, um, and, and obviously referrals, like that's the number one. Yeah. And also take a minute to like that extra five seconds that it takes to check out the person who's putting the job off, like check out their profile, check out their website, check, you know, just do a little background research. It, it really helps you to stand out because they are looking, you know, like you said, I mean, 50, a hundred people will be like me, 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 choose me. And you have to find a way to stand out. So just taking that extra couple of seconds to do a little research on them. And then, you know, mentioning like, Oh, I see that you're, a, you know, a part of this group or, Oh my gosh, like I see that you got a new puppy on your, you know, Facebook or, or whatever it is, just like making that personal connection is so incredibly important. I agree. I think that that's um, it's super important as well. Um, okay, so my last and very favorite question is um, because you oh, dear. are <laughs> because you are juggling, you know, being a mom and running a business. Oftentimes, as moms, we will start to forget ourselves and not really take care of ourselves the way that we should. And so, I always like to ask my guests, "What are you doing to take care of Jessica?" <laughs> that is a fantastic question. <laughs> um, the truth of the matter is. It's it's still a very difficult thing for me to do um, because, and I, I think a lot of moms, you know, will resonate with this. I do have that mom guilt um, that I'm trying to like actively squash when I feel it, which is if I'm not working and if I'm not helping with my son, like, what am I doing? You know, so what I try to do to combat that is I put time in my calendar, like, I live and die by my calendar. And so, you know, it's not a novel thing to do, but it's something so simple. Like I need to go to the gym twice to three times a week to keep my head straight. So the gym is in my, I, I look for that day, 10 o'clock, you're going to the gym, you're going to the gym. Um, my pedicures have suffered greatly, uh, <laughs> but I put in my, can make an appointment. I put it in my calendar. I keep it. And for me, it's really the only way that it works. It has to be scheduled. And then I have to stick to it and not say, well, right. you know, I, it's in my calendar. I could, I could go to the gym, but also I have this other work to do. Um, so just really, you know, sticking with that. And I think in my situation, so I don't think I mentioned this, but um, my, my, from growing my business, my partner is a stay at home dad. And so he takes care of our son for most of the day. And then I fill in throughout the day and in the afternoon. But I try to really listen when someone's offering me help, you know, like, I'm going to take the afternoon, you need to go to a coffee shop, you need to go, you know, take a walk, you need to go do something for yourself. At first, I was very resistant to that. Like, no, it's fine. No, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. And, you know, just what's the point? I stopped doing that. And I started saying, thank you. Right, <laughs> I will right. take this time to myself. But I think scheduling just a little bit of time for yourself makes all the difference when balancing all this stuff. 
Yeah, I think that it's important too. Um, I, I think, to, and also to reg- recognize your patterns, right? So I, I go to the gym six days a week. And so- Girl, get it. <laughs> so, um, and if it wasn't for, so I, what I've noticed is on the days that I go to the gym early in the morning, I'm like that day is gone. I'm not, I'm not going to come back and do work. And so I recognize that, that that's going to be kind of like a, an off day. And so yeah. I will just keep that in mind. And I've only realized that just from seeing my pattern over time and recognizing, mm-hmm. cause I've all, you know, I would have the intention, Oh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to work. It's not late. I'll come back. But I, um, I would always get distracted and always end up doing mm-hmm. other things. And just like, this is my free day. I can do anything or nothing at all. And just making sure that I'm, you know, like realizing that this is what I do. Right. Yes. But I, I remember, um, you know, saying before, and it still holds true that sometimes just sometimes locking myself in the bathroom or my bedroom or in my, uh, you know, office space just to be by myself is a form of self-care, right? Like yeah. that is a form of self-care because I need time to, re-energize myself and not um, Mm -hmm. feel reactive to some of the things that might be uh, going on in my space. You're totally right. And there have been many a times where I always laugh when I talk about this, but so I use those, um, those like scent sticks, if you've ever used those, and I have like a ton of lavender scent sticks. And so when I'm taking my moments to myself and cause I, I resonate with you. Like sometimes I just sit in the bathroom. I'm like, this is my five minutes and I breathe in my lavender and I'm like, okay, here we go. Like you can take on the rest of the day. Um, but those couple of minutes here and there, whew, they make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, um, toddlers are just very active and very, um, <laughs> Uh, needy. So I can completely understand um, what's going on. So, (laughs) Uh, okay. So where can everyone find you online? Where are you at? Where are you living? So mostly I spend my time on Instagram and Facebook. So um, on Instagram, I am Jessica underscore Hamlin underscore services. And I provide a lot of um, mostly free content, you know, around starting your business and how to find clients and um, all the things that we talked about today. So I show up pretty consistently on Instagram as well as Facebook. And um, I'm always available for you know, just a conversation. Like, I I think that that's one of the things that people are scared about too, to reach out because everybody charges for something. And like, you're almost scared to ask questions to people, but my inbox is open. My DMs are open for any questions that anybody has. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then, so don't you have a Facebook group? I think you you mentioned that, or do you not? I don't have a Facebook Facebook group yet, but there will be a Facebook group, a private Facebook group um, associated with the bootcamp when we release that information here in about a week or two. I don't know why I just assumed maybe that you do. However, um, there is a link, like if someone does want to schedule a call with you, I'm going to provide the link for them to be able to schedule a call and get in touch with you. And, um, 
it's been such a pleasure getting to know you. Um, I appreciate you coming and sitting down with me, especially with the short notice that we had for this call. It was such a pleasure and I really enjoyed it. Oh, me too. And thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity and I love getting to meet new people. And now I feel like, you know, I'm so happy to have met you. And it was your first podcast and you did amazing. It was my first podcast. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If you need help planning for the future to create security and stability in your life and business with real solutions, not just sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com slash apply.